Are you ready for the word? All right, hold your Bible. Yeah. Oh, you have soft copy Bibles. Uh, I want you to say, this is my Bible. Now, does it mean there are people who come here without Bibles? I've allowed you to even lift the soft copy one, so that's okay. But lift it. This is my Bible. It is God's word to me. I love it. It has changed my life. And today, I willingly submit myself to the healing of the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, children for Sunday school, please, you can go quietly outside. I'm sorry, many times I'm forgetting that you have classes. Watoto tafadhali mundoke pole pole. Mwende kwa masomo yenyu ya jumapili na mungu wa wabariki, mungu wa nene nanyi. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much. Today I want to bring uh, what will be the final sermon on the series I've been working on uh, because the season for Christmas is here. Bana sefewe. Yeah, the season of Christmas is here. Maybe a different Christmas, but it's still a season. So from this coming Sunday, I will embark on summons that touch on the Christmas holiday and the Christmas celebration. But today, I want to address a very, very important subject. And I am going to move fast because I, I need to finish the materials that I prepared. Uh, and I believe that I should be able to do that in the next 40 Two minutes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Open with me the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter number number two. Nehemiah chapter number two. We're going to be talking about, we've been talking about Nehemiah's passion, uh, and the, and Nehemiah pray, Nehemiah's prayer life, and now I want to talk about Nehemiah's planning. Nehemiah's planning. Now, the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter number 2 from verse number 11, So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I arose. Then I arose in the night and a few men with me. I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do in Jerusalem. Nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. And I went out by night through the very gate to the supper well and to the lefty's gate and viewed the wall of Jerusalem which were broken down and the gates which were burned with fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pools, but a uh, king's pool, but there was no room for the animal at the me to pass. So I went up in the night by the very end, viewed the wall. When I returned back and entered by the very gate, and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the 
Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. Then I said to them, you are, you see the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem lies waste and gets abandoned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be in reproach. I want to take note of that specific statement. Come, let us, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be in reproach. Okay, can you say that in concert? Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be in reproach. And I told them of the, of the hand of God which, was, which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us arise and build. Then they set their hearts to do this good work. Uh, again, let's do that last statement. Uh, so they said, come on, say it. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do this good work. Wow. Now, when Nehemiah received the burden from God about repairing the walls of Jerusalem, he didn't run out impossibly and begin trying to fix everything. And remember, we're talking about planning. The subject is planning. So we, we find that he never, he never uh, kind of, uh, he didn't run out impulsively and uh, begin trying to fix everything. Nehemiah did his homework first. He did his homework first. Secretly at night, he surveyed the damage and gathered information. Also, Nehemiah did not talk with everyone about what God had put in his heart. As a wise leader, Nehemiah kept quiet and didn't discuss his ideas until he had collected all the facts considered and has also considered the cost and had prayed about this matter. This is so, so significant in the strategy that Nehemiah adopted. Now, as in often the case, when, uh, when a person begins obeying God and moving out in ministry, the enemy layers his ugly head and begins to strike back. Yeah, this happens so often. There was, of course, Sanbarat, uh, whose name is very interesting. I don't know that you have ever known this, but uh, in Babylonian, Sanbarat means sin. Dambi. <laughs> uh, the moon god. Uh, and um, so was Nehemiah's chief enemy. His other enemies were Tobias, the Ammonite, who was a pagan. 
And the other one, of course, was Geshem the Arab. <laughs> so Nehemiah's enemies despised the work he was doing and began immediately to start up trouble. However, as often uh, the case, human enemies are merely earthly agents of our real adversary. Who is our real adversary? The devil. So Satan who is in the invisible realm, according to Ephesians 6, in a sense, they are simply puppets who are not even aware that someone else is pulling their strings. It is important to keep our eyes on God and not on those who oppose us. Amen? We need to keep our eyes where? Keep our eyes on God, not on those who oppose us. And sometimes when you're facing opposition, instead of seeing that person who is opposing the, you, see, who, the, see the real enemy who is pulling the strings. Because if you did that, then you are going to engage with more effective combat in prayer. But the Bible says we do not war against fresh and blood, but we, go, we war against what? Principalities. Against powers. Against spiritual wickedness. Where? In high places. And that's why the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. That we may be able to withstand in the evil day. Hallelujah. Now, Nehemiah was a Jew in exile, serving the Gentile king. Literally serving the king, he was a cup bearer, carrying food and drink to a Texas, the king. Uh, now, planning drives passion and prayer into action. Passion is key, but it is planning that drives passion and prayer into action. Successful strategic planning always begins with the selection of a good leader. How about that? Uh, those of us who have done a little bit of look at how you can get a job done, we do know that regardless of the strategic plan that you have, there, is, there are two aspects that are critical, and that is what uh, Bossidy in his book, Execution, says, there is the people process and the operation process. And the people process means who are going to implement the strategy. And therefore, regardless of the plan, if there are no people, and most importantly, not just the people, but a person in the name of a leader. And like John Maxwell says, everything rises or falls on a leader, on leadership. But this wasn't an ordinary waiter's position. When you talk about being a cup bearer, don't consider he was just a waiter. Being a cup bearer meant the king trusted, trusted him with his very life. 
Yeah, that's what that meant. Amen? A cup bearer. The issue of trust. Nehemiah had to check everything that was brought to the king to ensure that no enemy added poison to the food or drink. Think about that. If you left your post for even a moment, you had to eat and drink a little to ensure there was no poison in the food. A cup bearer. That was the work of the cup bearer. That's a serious work. Now, this sacrifice and trust would have given Nehemiah's position of special influence and observation with this king. Nehemiah would have known all of all the leaders, all the events, and all the politics and intrigues. In this position, Nehemiah would have heard of the exiles returning to Jerusalem and the troubles they faced as nation as a nation rebuilding. He also had first heard report from family. Yeah. Consider that how that position, when you are a, the one taking care of the basic things of the king, like those people who work with the president, those who are his handlers in state house. They, there are so many things that they, they know. And they may not tell anybody, but there are things that they know because of that privileged position of serving the king. Nehemiah chapter number 2, uh, verse 7 and 8 says a, a very, very important statement. Furthermore, I say to the king, if it pleases the king, that letters be given to me for the governors of the regions beyond the river, and that they may permit me to pass through till I come to Judah, and a letter to ask up the keeper of the king's forest, that he, may, he, must, uh, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me. And the king granted them to me. According to the good heart of my God upon me. Now let's try to see some lessons we can pick. In the manner in which this man... Nehemiah was able to carry out a very, very big project and did it in 52 days because of his planning. Nehemiah alikuwa mutu wa mipango. Wana sifiwe. Alikuwa mutu wa nini? Wa mipango. Plan. It will help you a lot if you can be a person who knows how to plan and you plan how to work within a certain time frame, and you know what it is to, how you are going to evaluate and know whether what you have planned to do, you are going to achieve. Yeah. That word planning is a big word. Planning. There are so many things. That word comes in every situation, in every organization 
whether you're talking about the public sector, the, uh, the private sector, even when you're talking about a family, or you're talking about an individual, when you're talking about any institution, the issue of planning, and this is what we find in the life of this gentleman called Nehemiah. And you see how he decides to get to do uh, what can be, I don't know whether it can be defined for the lack of another word, it's like he needed to do a feasibility study. He needed to do evaluate and know what is exactly the condition of the wars. And for, for what he needed to gather, he actually wakes up in the night. Is that what we have, we have read in the Bible? And he goes early morning to survey and to be able to assess the situation uh, before he comes back. It is so important to know how to assess uh, uh, you know, the project before you get to it and be able to plan well, lest you get into a situation in which you are stuck and people describe you as a foolish builder. <laughs> How about the foolish builder account? Who begins a building, but it is stores. So the first thing is planning. Planning is everything. That's the first point number one. Planning is what? Everything. First thing Neymar did was to look at the entire effort. He got out of the, uh, of the ruin and began investigating the situation uh, from the outside in. He looked at each gate and, and the connecting walls. He, he made sure that he knew the entire situation before getting started. He did spiritual mapping as a strategy. And even as a church, there's something we call spiritual mapping. Knowing the kind of people you are dealing with. Knowing what kind of community and what happens around where you are operating. That is part of uh, the planning aspect. Can you define where you are and are you clear about where you want to go? As a young man, do you know where you are? Amen? Because you must know, this is where I am, and this is where I want to go. And for me to get there, I need to do one, two, and three. So the first thing is to know, this is what Nehemiah did, to evaluate the condition so that he could be able to plan effectively. And we say so many times, life is not a rehearsal. Life is not what? A rehearsal. Kijana lafiki yangu. Nakupenda na moyo wangu wote. 
lakini maisha huna nafasi ya kufanya nini? Ya kufanya wote. Sio mazoezi. Maisha sio nini? Mazoezi. Na wakati hukugojei. Amen. Time does not wait. Not even for the king we, we know. So I'm challenging each one of us, regardless where you are in the station of life. Do you know where you are? Can you define your current situation where you are now? I'm not talking about where you wanted to be, but where you are. Then after you have defined where you are, you also, de- you also determine where you, what you are trusting God for. Hallelujah. You know, desire is a good driver towards stretching yourself to what you want to do. Amen? And, but it's so important in, according to Nehemiah's account, to see that he wanted to know the condition of the depravity of the situation he was going to address. And that is what is significant to knowing, this is where I am. But he also knew what he wanted to do. And his objective was very clear. He wanted to remove distress and shame. I know that, uh, you know, our brother Luko Meza tells us, Odoreola ibuni Yesu. And I have no problem with that. But ni Yesu anakusaidia kupanga. Dio uondoe aibu. And he is willing to do that. I say God is willing. But you must know this is where I am and this is where I want to go. And between where you are and where you want to go, there is opposition. Hallelujah. St. Barat's asked you there. If it is not, you know, you're not talking about necessarily the St. Barat that was, but there are the spirit of St. Barat is still operating in the world. Do you know what Sanbarat will tell you? Sanbarat will rampoon you, will despise you, will tell you who do you think you are. Angalia watu wenu, kuna mutu ameenda mahari. Kuna mutuenu wawote, ata mewahi kuwa na baisikeri, na unasema unataka unamini mungu kwa gali. 
I'm talking about the spirit of who? Sanballat. Sanballat says, that you want to build? What do you want to build? Have you seen anybody within your family who has ever even built? What are the bases? And then when they, he realized they have started building, he said, leave them. What they built, even a fox can knock it out. I'm talking about the spirit of who? And Barat. Huh? Wewe ununue shamba. Siwe unajua you are raised in a Geshagi. Anyone know what a Geshagi is? A village set up. So how can you dare say that you are going to do what? To buy land and build. Discouragement. You must conquer discouragement. If you are going to build, let me tell you. For us to do what we did here, which began in 1998, we had to conquer discouragement. If you know how people despised us, they were calling a church with on you know, that canvas church is on a road reserve. It is going to be removed. So there were people who were wishing that we were going to be removed. But the good thing is that the wishes of your enemies will not be granted. Hallelujah. God will protect you and me from the wills of our enemies. Those people who have despised you, one day they will look at you and salute you. Because God will have taken you praises. But you have to plan. There is no substitute for planning. Don't sleep. Hallelujah. Don't love, sleep. Because you don't plan when you are sleeping. You plan when you are awake. And you wake up early. Unajua uwezi kuwa mtu wa kulala kama ni mayai unalalia. Uh, I don't know why I said that. So. But I'm not withdrawing. I have to move on, brethren. Number two. Assigning families smaller tasks was a good strategy. That was Nehemiah's strategy. He assigned what? Families smaller tasks. 
This chapter, in chapter 3, we find that this chapter uh, can be hard to read. All the fallen sounding names can make your eyes graze. Yeah, you know, sometimes when we are reading, I don't know if some of you have read through the Bible. I understand something you try to do with my wife. You know, you just go and start reading this name, son of so, son and so. And you, you know, the, some of the names you are trying to imagine because they are so long, you know? That's what chapter 3 of Nehemiah looks like. <laughs> That's it. What you see is that the work effort was broken into smaller pieces. Groups of families took responsibility for smaller pieces. No one group had to worry about the entire project. And that is the objective of what we do here. The reason we have departments is that the work is divided according to what? Smaller tasks. and Amen? And no one department can do everything. Number three, I said, and I, this, I'll spend a little time here because I already talked about it. Expect resi resi uh, resistance from your enemies. The Sanbarats, the Hon Horonite, and Tobias, the Ammonite official and Geshem, the Arab, who laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are, trying, you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? Chapter number 4, verse 1 to 3, but it also happened when Sanbarat had what we were rebuilding, uh, that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant uh, and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren uh, and the army, of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? <laughs> what have they defined as? Feeble Jews. Weak Jews. Would they fortify themselves? Would they offer sacrifices? Would they complete it in a day? Would they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish? Stones that are burned. Now Tobias, the Ammonite, was beside him. And he said, whatever they build, if even a fox goes on it, what will happen? He will break down their stone wall. Quelly. Do you think a fox can break a stone wall? Ini madarao. Hallelujah. Please, don't join the company of people who despise others. No matter how somebody is, don't despise anybody. And consider even what you are is the grace of God. That is one of the that's one of the drivers of humility. You know, people get to a place in which they think they have control of everything. But God is sovereign. We have a God who is what? Sovereign. 
You know, in this, in this country, we have had all many kind of things happening, you know. And sometimes you hear people talking, you wonder, when you were on here, come here, Nani. You know, there are, you know there are things only God can talk authoritatively. Nobody can. Because God is the one who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. He is the Lord today. He is the Lord tomorrow. He is the Lord forever. And God does not need any, any, any motivation from anybody to do what he wants to do. God is self-motivating. What he desires to do, he will do. God would do what he said he would do. Hallelujah. And we, have, or we find ourselves submitting to him as a motivation. Hallelujah. As a move and a drive of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow. Every great project will have those who oppose it. Some out of ignorance, others out of downright maliciousness. Have a plan in response so you support us, don't give up. You have a plan so that your supporters don't do what? Don't give up. Let me move on. Number four. Learn to encourage your supporters regularly. Nehemiah 2.20 So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven will prosper us. That's encouragement. I said the Lord of heaven will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will do what? Will arise and build. But for you, Tobias and Sanbarat, you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. No right, no memorial. Every time Nehemiah detractors acted up, it negatively impacted the people who are doing the work. They would get discouraged, overwhelmed, and depressed. They wanted to give up. Nehemiah had to analyze their attitudes the source of their attitudes and how to improve their attitudes. That is one of the things that we have to always do. Learn to encourage people. Be an encourager. No one is enlisted in the ministry of discouraging people to tell them what they cannot do. Amen? Learn how to tell people, you can do all things through Christ who silence you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I wish I had time to tell us, to give you a testimony, but let me cover the ground. Manasifiwe. <laughs> I was I was having a fellowship with my family members. I was challenging them about 
I'm retaining and maintaining an attitude of gratitude. And I reminded them how some of us, when we were doing the things we were trusting God to do, and people, because of despising us as we were growing up, yeah? Even when I said, you know, I was going to America to study, there are people who say no. Huh? 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 For those who don't understand, the people who said, this son of George is lying. There is nowhere he's going. And some of them said, in any case, even if he wanted to go, where can he get the money? Anybody can associate with that? Man, as if it were. Sasa huyo walidharau leo wakiniangalia wanajua kweli Mungu aliniita. Bana sifiwe. Yeah. They know, they can testify. Kweli kabisa. Kama kuna mtu ameondolewa aibu na Yesu ni mimi. Mimi aibu sina. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me go back to my notes. Even that was not in my materials. As you, you go said, Pastor wanted to brag. But let me tell you, if I boast, I boast in the Lord. I can only boast to exalt the name of Jesus because God remembered me. It is God who chose to remember me. Hallelujah. Wow. I wish really I had a way of stopping this watch from moving, but uh, anyway. Number five. Number five. Set a standard. Set what? A standard. What do you call it, Pastor Mena? Yeah? Polera? Yeah. Shagara Bagara. I've never had that. Don't, you know, be organized. Plan well. Hallelujah. Even God in creating you planned well. Praise God. That is why your ears are where they are. And your eyes where they are, and the nose. Bana sifiwe, ni mipango ya mungu. Praise God. Set standards. You know, one of the things that you must tell yourself, you are going to be a person of excellence. Whatever you do, you do it well. Praise God. What, you know, I tell people, if you want to cook food, cook it well. Because it will take the same time to cook good food or bad food. The choice is yours. 
Praise God. If you want to iron a shirt for your husband, don't do it murmuring. Do it smiling. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I will not forget, you know, my wife, you know, along the journey of life, and she was so busy sometimes, you know, I could go home and I don't want to eat because poor cooking would put a lot of, how many have seen food? Food is supposed to be good. I can't wait for Nani, nani, This guy. Because of standards. If you want to you know, rub me the wrong way, be a person who is who has no standards. Praise God. Those people who have lived with me at the end of time know I like things a certain way. Whether we like it or not, every group working towards a goal has to have what? A standard against which to be measured. You need to know how you know you are, you are done. You also need to know how you know whether you are making any progress and whether that progress is positive. For the Israelites, those rules were always assumed to be the taller, the book of the law. Those first, first, first five books of the Old Testament. However, the rules were forgotten even time and sometimes required teaching and review. Number, I, I only have number six and seven. I am running out of time here. Just allow me just to give you the, the, the information. Because uh, number six, learn to eat the humble pie and admit failure. Learn to eat... The humble pie and do what? Admit failure. Nehemiah 9.31. Nevertheless, in your great mercy, you did not utterly consume them nor forsake them. For you are God, gracious and merciful. Now, we, we are human. We, fail, we fall and fail. The people who performed the project labor at Nehemiah had to admit that they were in a bad spot in life because they had failed to follow their standards. They also had to reaffirm the positive rules uh, that would lead them to success. Number seven, make decisive collections. This is very, very important. Make decisive collections. And I became very angry when I heard their outcry and, and these words. After serious thought, in chapter number five, verse six and seven, after serious thought, I rebuked the nobles and rulers and said to them, each of you is exacting usually from his brother. So I called a great assembly against them. As Nehemiah, as things change, the plan may need review and change. Again, you're talking about planning. As things change, the plan may need what? Review and change. That's why we have evaluation. As problems were reported to Nehemiah, he addressed the issue by making other plans. Number eight. Celebrate. Celebrate victorious completion of assignment. Celebrate victorious 
completion of, ass uh, of, of, of assignment. When you celebrate completion, it's very, very important. Celebrate victorious completion of significant milestones as well as the entire project. Now, Nehemiah, then he said to them, go out your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those to whom nothing is prepared. For this is the day, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. We need to learn to celebrate any victory the Lord gives us. Each time something is finished well, celebrate this victory. Whether it was a completion of a rededicating the people or it was a celebration that the wars were rebuilt, the Israelites held a party. It might not be our kind of party, but it was a party nevertheless. There are people who condemn parties. Parties are okay. As cup bearer to King Texas, Nehemiah was respected and had demonstrated his ability to lead. His passion was evident when the king asked him why he was sad. Now, I want you to know very quickly, just give you four things very quickly. There are key factors that should drive your plan. A leader with a ministry focuses, focus, a leader with a ministry focus and a humble heart. You need that kind of leader. Number two, discover the truth of your situation. That is, we discussed in the area someone. Then plan with a goal in mind. Don't lose heart during implementation. Quality communication is the hand and feet of a vision, strategy, and tactics. Passion, prayer, and planning should characterize everything you do. Let's stand up on our feet. Worship team, please. You need to run here because of time. Mukimbia Hapa, be on stage so we can wrap up this service. I know I've told you so many things so quickly, but I need to do this. If you didn't hear everything clearly, uh, get the tape. You can listen again and again, and you'll catch the message. Hallelujah. Planning. Planning. Huh? If you fail to plan, you planned to fail. Yes. Fail to plan, you plan to fail. Passion, prayer, and planning. It characterize everything we pursue in life. What is your pursuit in life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On Christ the soul, red rock I stand. All on the ground is sinking All on the ground is sinking Hallelujah. Let me tell you what Bishop Mark tells us. 
mahali uko hujakorogewa bana sifiwe hujafanya nini you can only you can always make progress amen you can make progress every hand is bound you are there watching this program from home or from a hotel room and you know you have never made a commitment to Christ every success in life will be determined by the one who occupies your life and i invite you to i i i challenge you to consider inviting Jesus into your heart today and this is an invitation if you are saying pastor pray for me bishop i need your prayer i want you to say dear lord jesus this day i submit myself to you save me give me a hope that no one can take away help me to be a good planner help me to be a person who is passionate in what i believe you have called me to do help me to be a man of prayer and help me to be given to good planning thank you for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We are there and you're not feeling good. I want to make a short prayer for you because the Lord is the healer. Jehovah God, I pray for people watching this program. Even some who could be this sanctuary who are not feeling well. I pray for their healing. Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, anybody who feels their health is not well, it will be well in the name of Jesus. Anybody who is living in fear because of the COVID spiking, I pray they will get the reassurance that you are their protector. Be glorified, we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Celebrate. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.